Yeah, I mean, my, my mental model is uh, the ultra wealthy. So people who have uh, teams of people dedicated to them that probably are working in Greenwich, Connecticut right now. <laughs> and it's, it goes way beyond making recommendations or doing some stock picking. This is like complete financial life management, right? Like this team of experts is paying all the bills, negotiating the contracts and leases and, um, you know, refine any debt they have on a regular basis when interest rates change. And, and I believe it's possible to build that into software and, and give it to, um, you know, people that otherwise would never have access to that uh, in the uh, American middle class. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. One of the missing pieces for personal finance managers is that many of them still require a lot of work. From categorizing spending to acting on any of the analysis, there's typically a big enough cognitive lift that limits their use. Tally wants to change that. At the heart of its personal finance tools is automation. The company offers an automated debt manager that helps people save money, manage their cards, and pay down their balances faster. When you speak with Tally's co-founder and CEO, Jason Brown, you quickly understand that his ambitions to bring automation extend way beyond paying down debt. Jason sees an opportunity to roll automation out to many of our personal finance challenges and pain points. He describes this evolution as the third wave of consumer fintech, where we move beyond mobile tools into complete financial automation where we don't need to carry the emotional or functional burden of managing our finances. Jason Brown is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Well, my name is Jason Brown. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Tally. Uh, Tally is a financial automation company. Uh, and what that means is that uh, we've built a uh, platform that's capable of doing the financial thinking and the financial work uh, for everyday consumers. And uh, we've uh, built and launched the first and only automated debt manager, which helps uh, people uh, manage their credit card debt and save money along the way. Uh, and then we just uh, added an automated saving service, which helps people set money aside so that they can um, save money for a rainy day or a specific goal. And our ultimate um, vision is to reach complete financial automation, which means that we can globally do all the financial thinking and financial work for, for people. Uh, and from just to give people perspective, uh, I see that as the third wave of consumer fintech. You know, the first wave was immediately after the financial crisis. That's where we saw the emergence of a lot of uh, online lenders, student loan lenders and such. Uh, then it moved to what I call the mobile tools wave. So that's where we've seen a lot of the neobanks and online stock trading, but really from a mobile first perspective. And what differentiates uh, wave three, which is this race to complete financial automation, is that um, in the previous waves, it was about giving people tools, you know, these, these things that, that um, humans can use uh, with their intelligence and their time to get to their, to their goals and, and reach their objectives. And as we move to this third wave of automation, there's this now intermediary layer that's intelligent that is, that is actually using the tools for us on our behalf. And it's removing the need to, um, you know, carry the emotional and functional burden of, of doing the actual thinking and work. Um, and uh, this, this, this service can actually uh, translate our human desires into optimizable goals and then actually do that work for us. So I want to dig into the, that automation um, thinking layer in a second. But can you take us back? Like, where did the idea to, come, to create an automated debt manager come from? Uh, well, so I was at, I don't know how many of the folks on your podcast have uh, read the book Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari, but uh, in the last chapter, it starts pontificating on what it'll mean to be human in the future. And that got me thinking about, you know, 
if we think about just the next 20 years, you know, when they write the history books, what are going to be the big themes? And I was really struck, um, and I believe but that the, the key theme uh, that's going to be really interesting is the role that automation plays in shaping the human experience in many parts of our lives. And if you really think about it, there's nothing more um, stress-laden in our modern lives than our, our relationship with money. And so um, I got really inspired by the idea that you know, we can actually take something that is purely mathematical, uh, which is managing money, right? Which computers are really good at, and, and transfer that, that cognitive burden to, uh, to machines away from us humans. And the reason why I'm so passionate about our mission of making people less stressed and better off financially through financial automation is that growing up, um, there's just a lot of uh, a stress and anxiety in our household. Um, and, you know, despite my mom being super intelligent, hardworking and unbelievably disciplined, uh, she just really has not been able to reach her goals. And that tells me that something is really broken about the system. And I think the solution is to have this intelligent intermediary that uh, really uh, interfaces with the outside financial world on our behalves and uh, is really our advocate and does uh, does all that uh, financial thinking and work for us. That's interesting. And, and I guess um, I mean. Personal finance managers have been around, you know, I don't know for ten years probably. But I, I guess what's different here is is is, is taking the decision making out of the out of the hands of the user and and, and giving it to the machines. Can you talk about, um, I guess, automation's role in 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 being able to, I guess, you know, dissociate the the emotional from from the cognitive and and how that would make us better financially? Yeah, I mean, my my mental model is. Uh, the ultra wealthy. So people who have uh, teams of people dedicated to them that probably are working in Greenwich, Connecticut right now. And it's, it goes way beyond making recommendations or doing some stock picking. This is like complete financial life management, right? Like this team of experts is paying all the bills, negotiating the contracts and leases and, um, you know, refine any debt they have on a regular basis when interest rates change. And, and I believe it's possible to build that into software and, and give it to, um, you know, people that otherwise would never have access to that uh, in the uh, American middle class. So it, it, it's really about like on one side, um, this kind of squishy relationship with a human where it's like, hey, what is your human desire, human heart desire? It's things like I want my kids to go to, you know, a decent elementary school. Well, that means living in a certain kind of um, area and being able to afford a home there, right? It's like these trade-offs are hard for us. Yeah. Yeah, they are really hard. And how does that relate to where my kids can go to college? And like this, this multi-period financial optimization over an 80 or 90 year life is, is just not something that hairless apes evolved to do. So being able to kind of on one side, be a bit of a therapist for us humans to help figure out what our human heart wants and how that relates to trade-offs. And then once we have a picture um, just being able to outsource the uh, thinking and execution related to that is uh, anyway, it gets me really excited about the the potential. And I love that you use the term hairless apes. Can we, can we talk about um, the product itself? Let's start with the, the, on the debt side, then move into the savings side. Can you, can you just give the listeners um, a rundown, I guess, of, of what capabilities you provide within Tally? Yes. So uh, the, the Tally debt manager, the core experience, once you're all signed up is the home screen. And it's a picture of a person with their feet on the table drinking coffee. Uh, there's no charts, no graphs, no recommendations. We, we as our North Star said, we need to, to fully automate this, this one job. And so um, it actually took three and a half years to build the uh, financial and technology infrastructure to do that. Um, but 
once we once we had achieved that, the actual user experience is amazing because you just download the app in the app store, uh, provide us some details around uh, your credit cards and um, some information so we can do a soft credit check. And from that point forward, Tally actually takes responsibility for paying all your credit cards for you when they're due, and then you pay Tally. And that allows us uh, to, to provide quite a few benefits to the customer. So number one, uh, we guarantee they'll never have any credit card late fees again, so they don't have to worry about missing payments. Two is we automatically sweep over balances every night if they're gonna be assessed high interest by the cards. Um, and finally, uh, built into the core experience is a, uh, you could call it like a robo-advisor for debt where it is looking at your income, upcoming expenses, and it actually figures out how much of your free cash flow you can and should be investing and in paying down your revolving debt uh, so that can help people uh, get out of debt even faster by you know, effectively investing in, um, in eliminating debt. So uh, it's, been, uh, it's been really uh, exciting to see how um, customers really love that experience and the ability to effectively put at least this one problem in a box, leave it onto our doorstep, and then you know, our, uh, our code manages it from there. And I, I mean, I guess it's self-explanatory, but can you take us through the thought process for launching the savings side of, of the equation? Yeah, so, so our view is that complete financial automation will first be reached among the American middle class. And it has a lot to do with the fact that um, there's, there's a lot of homogeny in the, in the financial uh, uh, hopes and dreams that, that, that people have. And uh, that actually helps a lot from uh, just... Uh, a building, building the intelligence to do all those things. And so when we look at like, what are the two most fundamental financial jobs Americans need done? The first one is getting rid of card debt. So 44% of US hold, households have it. Uh, it's very prolific, especially in the blue collar, white collar uh, world of American life. And then the next most important thing is to be able to build a cash buffer. So 40% of Americans um, don't have uh, even $400 uh, there to rely on when uncertain things happen. So we said, let's start at the bottom of the pyramid in terms of just fundamental needs, and then we can work up. So it really is more from a, a needs-driven perspective of what we think is most fundamental, uh, fundamentally necessary to be able to have higher and higher level um, uh, financial outcomes. So, so can you take us also into, like, who's the target user of this? You talked about obviously building, use this I guess parallel to to the ultra wealthy. Obviously, this is this is designed for for anybody to use. But can you talk to us about like I guess the the, the makeup of, of who the users are? So our actual users range everywhere from a recent college grad to literally parents that have kids that are graduating for, from college. Uh, so there's a wide range. But our our core core uh, target audience is. Um, the average American, so so people that are that are making um, you know average uh, wages in the U.S. and uh, are not um, you know they don't have like super complicated lives. They don't own businesses and they're not worried about like tax loss harvesting and those really complex things. It's just you know the the middle middle fifty percent of Americans who are uh, um, you know try, trying to get their piece of the American dream. And and how are you acquiring them? Where are you finding these people? How how, how are they finding about Tally? Well, we have, so the thing that's been really exciting to see is we, we have 99% monthly retention of wow. our users. So once, once people uh, experience automation, it's not like they're waking up in the morning and say, gee, I want to start taking that, that, that work and stress back in my life. So uh, the, the, the net promoter score and, 
and, and referrals are very high. So about a third of our, um, our growth just comes from, uh, from organic. And then um, the rest is really coming from, we have uh, a lot of, um, of, of video and digital and even some more traditional ways of marketing. But uh, the, the, the heart of it is really being the fact that once, once people experience Tally, they, they want to tell their friends and they want to keep, uh, keep using it. That's amazing. And, and, and can you talk, I guess, take us through, um, you started with debt, you moved into, into, into savings. Uh, automation is at the core of all these things. Like, can you take us, I guess, into your thought process about future products or future services that you, you, you're thinking about? Yeah, and I think you can you can see some of those uh, some of those crumbs in the way that we built Tally Save. So um, w- we understood that everybody knows they should save and they should have a cash buffer and they should be able to build build up uh, a little pool of money for for let's say vacations or things they they want to do. So it's kind of a universal belief, but a lot of people really struggle to. And one reason is because it's hard. Uh, so obviously we built, we built automation around that. So it just, um, you know, it happens every week without um, you having to think about it, but, but there's a bit of, of psychology in there as well in that it really feels like a sacrifice to save money. And so uh, we actually designed Tally Saves. So not only is it completely free, so you don't have to pay for the service at all, but it actually um, gives you points every time that you um, have money set aside for you when Tally actually does that, that, that setting aside. And we've really been able to effectively take the credit card points model where it, it encourages you to spend, flip it on its head and use that as a way to encourage people to actually save. And then you can take those points and redeem them in the app either for gift cards from like Uber or Amazon, uh, or we actually partnered with Charity Water and you can donate them to give people clean water. So it's really making the act of saving uh, feel uh, rewarding and luxurious rather than a sacrifice. So the way that we think about automation is you have to, you have to think about the, the squishy human on one side, which is, you know, all of us that have our feelings, you know, our fears, you have to, you have to consider that. And then you have to be able to take out all of the, the, the work involved. So as we look forward, our roadmap is looking at things like, you know, how do we, how do we automate other kinds of debt that are in people's lives? And how do we, um, be able to do things like automatically get people higher credit scores. You know, people don't want to monitor their credit score. They just want a higher one. So it's, it's around, you know, these individual jobs, how do you put intelligence there so that, you know, without uh, us having to do anything, it can just happen on its own. That makes a lot of sense. I guess we have time for one last question. Um, so you got this full pipeline. You guys just did a, a, a sizable investment round. Like, where, where are your priorities as a leader of the company? Like, looking into the end of 2019 and beginning of 2020. Um, sorry, I zoned out for one sec. Can you just re-ask that again? <laughs> no worries. Um, we're, we're at you know Q4 2019. You guys just did a, a sizable fundraising. Um, like, what are your priorities as a leader looking forward? You know, to the end of the year and into 2020. Yeah, we're, I mean, in our view, uh, the, there's a flat out race to get to complete financial automation and, and moving as quickly as possible is uh, top priority for us. So, you know, a year ago, we were, we we're just a, a small 50 person company. Now we're over 100. Uh, this next year, we're going to double again to, uh, to 200. So it's really around uh, investing more and more into the R&D to be able to automate a lot of these jobs. One of the advantages we have now is that you know, that first three and a half years of building to make 
the Tally Debt Manager possible allowed us to build these like core building blocks for this broader platform that can do thinking, it can do work, uh, it can move money around, it can lend money. We actually, believe it or not, went and got state by state licensing throughout the US uh, to be able to conduct business on our own. Uh, so we didn't really take any shortcuts there. So now we're in a position to really uh, uh, leverage that, that technology and financial infrastructure that we've built from scratch. Uh, we don't have any third party code or external services that are um, you know, reliant on to, uh, to do what we're doing. So it allows us to just really expand on that to do more and more um, uh, financial work and thinking for people so that we can get to uh, complete financial automation as quickly as possible. Jason, thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Thanks. It was great to be here.